Practice Impact Extra podcasts are derived from Hearst the Heart Board Review and other online resources available only through accesscardiology.com. Over time, we've come to realize that triglycerides are a definite increased risk and enhancing factor for cardiovascular events, in particular persistent triglyceridemia. What's new and what should we consider in the treatment of persistent hypertriglycemia? Hi, I'm Dr. Bernie and welcome to Practice Impact Extra. It is recognized and scientifically documented that elevated triglycerides is a risk-enhancing factor. I wanted to have the opportunity to present and refer you to the ACC consensus on the ASCVD risk reduction in hypertriglyceridemia. This consensus was published in JAK in July of 2021. Here are some key points to remember from this consensus on the management of risk reduction in patients with persistent hypertriglycerides. Atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease event rates remain high in patients with elevated triglyceride. This causal role of elevated triglycerides in atherosclerosis is due to an increase in the highly atherogenic cholesterol-rich remnant VLDL particles and the increased LDL and decreased HDLs. The updated consensus emphasizes lifestyle intervention, use of statins, and triglyceride risk-based non-statin therapy for reduction of risk in persistent hypertriglyceridemia. And that's for patients with established atherosclerotic disease, diabetics as an additional risk factor, high-risk primary prevention, and severe hypertriglyceridemia. Triglyceride elevation is defined as mild to moderate when fasting levels are greater than 150 and severe when greater than 500 milligrams per deciliter. Persistent triglyceride elevation is defined as greater than 175 milligrams per deciliter after 4 to 12 weeks of lifestyle modification. Common secondary causes include diabetes, chronic renal disease, metabolic syndrome, chronic inflammatory disease, alcohol, and meds including beta blockers, diuretics, steroids, and estrogens. So what does the consensus recommend? They recommend for primary and secondary prevention of atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease that LDL-based therapy be followed prior to considering triglyceride levels. In adults without ASCVD or diabetes, no treatment with non-statin triglyceride-lowering meds is recommended in triglycerides level between 150 and 500. I wanted to be sure that it, it is mandatory that you assess your patients for the presence of subclinical atherosclerosis. The consensus also recommends in adults between the ages of 20 to 39 that triglyceride levels between 500 and 999 emphasize diet and meds to prevent pancreatitis. In adults between the ages of 40 and 75 with a 10-year risk greater than 5% of atherosclerotic disease or diabetes, emphasize diet, initiate statin, and triglyceride-lowering agents to prevent pancreatitis, but to avoid genfibrazole. Triglyceride meds, fibrates, and the prescription of omega-3 fatty acids have been useful for severe elevations and to induce reduction. 
but there's little value in reducing the risk and prevention under these forms of therapy. However, you're aware of two, and want to remind you of two outcome trials with EPA alone, showing a reduction in major cardiovascular events. The JELUS trial, which showed a definite benefit with EPA with low-dose statin for triglycerides greater than 150, and the REDUCE trial with ethyl, which reduced cardiovascular death, MI stroke, and revascularization by 25%. The 18-month non-outcome trial evaporate showed icosapent significantly reduced plaque compared with placebo. Fibrates may be of some benefit as monotherapy to lower triglyceride, but not combined with statins. Both the ACCORD and FEEL studies in diabetic patients with statin and without statin assessment of fibrate versus placebo and failed to show a significant reduction in cardiovascular events. A new trial is ongoing with a new medication, permafibrate, in diabetic patients with mild to moderate triglyceride elevation. Th- these results hopefully will be available in 2022. So what really is the value of this consensus and why I think it's important that you're aware of it? This triglyceride consensus needs to be actively applied in our practice providing the decision pathway for the management of atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease risk reduction in patients with persistent hypertriglyceridemia. I want to thank you for joining me and see you next time on Practice Impact Extra. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from McGraw-Hill. Subscribers to Access Cardiology have instant access to over 25,000 pages of rich medical content, receive medical updates from trusted experts, and have access to other special features. To subscribe or learn more, please visit accesscardiology.com.